Here's a wonderful thought. One day at a time. Take life one day at a time. You can face anything one day at a time. Thousands of years ago, a psalmist wrote, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in this day. He didn't say, yesterday is the day that God made. I was sure happy back then. If I could only go back to the way that things used to be. I know that temptation. He did not say, tomorrow is the day that God will make. Someday, someday I will. Someday when things are the way that I want them to be. He didn't say, this is the day that I made. I am entitled. I have earned it. I have achieved it. No, I cannot make a single day. I can't. He can. I think I'll let him. The psalmist didn't say, this day is one more 24-hour occurrence in a cosmic accident, in a random universe that has no meaning, no purpose, no future. No, this is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad if anywhere, if anytime, in this day. In the most famous prayer ever prayed, Jesus taught us that we are to pray, give us this day our daily bread. That comes from a lesson God taught his people a long time ago. If you've ever heard the word manna, the story is God would provide for his people one day at a time. The manna would come one morning at a time. If they tried to collect enough manna for tomorrow, it would spoil and waste. They would be cared for. We will live with God one day at a time. We ask God today for our daily bread, for what it is that we need today, one day at a time. Oh, God, help me to live a day at a time. Hey, I'm John Ortberg. I'm so glad that you have tuned in to this video, and I want to invite you to be a part of a journey, a sacred journey with me and a whole community of us who cannot make days happen, but know a God who can. We're going to live a day at a time through this. Now, this journey is being called First Thoughts, because what I want to do each day is to take one single thought, like one day at a time, and post it early in the morning for us to carry that through the day. This is a great practice of people who have been concerned about human flourishing and formation for many centuries. Ancient Greek philosophers would do this. The writer of the book of Proverbs, uh, AA community is really good at doing this. Supremely, of course, Jesus was. And honestly, I really need this because I'm so tempted these days to try to live in my outer world or get lost in my inner world or or get stuck in the past, or get concerned about the future. And so the battle for me really is to have a thought in my mind and to carry that with me through the day that can enable me to live with confidence and joy. I'll tell you, uh, one of the places where the title First Thoughts came from is one of the most brilliant people, great minds of the 20th century, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He wrote inspiring words, and I hope every day you and I can be inspired in deep truth. Bonhoeffer wrote these words in a very difficult situation. He was leading a seminary, an underground spiritual community in Nazi Germany, where he would eventually be arrested and, and then imprisoned and then hung on a gallows, martyred for his faith. I don't know what you're facing. That was what he was facing. And these were the words he wrote. The beginning of the day should not be burdened or haunted. The beginning of your day ever burdened or haunted man mine is. I want a better day. Shouldn't be burdened or haunted by the various concerns we face. The Lord stands above the day for God made it. All the darkness and confusion of the night gives way to 
clear light of Jesus Christ, all restlessness, all anxiety, all worry, and all fears flee before him. Therefore, in the early morning hours, may our first thoughts and our idle words be silent, and may the first thought and the first word belong to him to whom our whole life belongs. And then Bonhoeffer quotes another man, the Apostle Paul, who is also arrested and imprisoned and martyred for his faith. Paul said, sleep or awake, rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Now that's a first thought in the morning. Sleep or awake, rise from the dead, come to life because you're living in the power of somebody else. And I want that for my first thought for today. Today, I live one day at a time. I need an anchor thought to carry me through the day. A little parable about this. If you're a golfer, you know, when you go to swing the club, what you think will be very important. And there'll be all kinds of thoughts that rival each other to be in your mind. Like, don't shank it. Don't slice it. Don't miss it altogether. Don't look stupid. You got to swing really hard. You got to try your best. All those end up being terrible thoughts. They will make you golf worse. You need a thought that's very simple, that will free you, that will give you confidence so that you can swing with grace. Now, grace is God's power at us, at work in us to do what we cannot do ourselves. If you want a great swing thought for golf, see your golf professional. But if you want a life thought, then... Join in this community together with me. And our thought for today is one day at a time. Just for today. Don't live in the past. Don't be worried about the future. Um, there's a great Christian thinker named Rosenstock Husey who talks about how it is we do this, in particular where we do this, and that it's more than just positive thinking or hyping ourselves. He says, that we live uh, as finite creatures in time and in space. Now, in time, we all have a past, and it's filled with pain and regret, and we all have a future, and it's filled with fear and anxiety. We're going to die at some point. So we're very tempted to be torn by those. But we can't live with regret and fear. We are made to live with gratitude for our past and, and with confidence, with hope in our future. And then he says, we live in space and we have an inner world, all these thoughts and feelings that are often quite confused and jarring and chaotic. And then there is an outer world, other people and circumstances, and we try to manipulate and control them, but we can't. We are made to be at peace in our inner world and live with love for others. So how do we do that? And he says, well, it ends up there is one who came before us, who taught us how to do this and who gave his life on a cross and on the cross, he redeemed our past. And in his resurrection, he purchased our future. And on the cross, uh, he gave forgiveness to all that is wrong within us. And he showed the triumph of love. Father, forgive them. They know not what uh, they do that overcomes even our enemies. And so we are made to live right here, right now. In the cross of Jesus. In a cross-shaped cruciformed life. It is because of Jesus. This is the day the Lord has made and has been redeemed supremely by Jesus supremely on the cross. He enables us to live right here, right now. Not a victim anymore of my past. Not enslaved anymore by my worried about the future. 
not stuck anymore by this constant swirl of stuff inside me, not having to manipulate and deceive or image manage so that I can control this day, this moment, one day at a time, in what one wonderful thinker many centuries ago called the sacrament of the present moment. Sacrament, you know, is something that's quite ordinary, ordinary bread, and yet the body of Christ shines through it, ordinary wine, and yet the blood of Christ shed for us somehow shines through it. Sacrament is something quite ordinary that becomes a vesicle, a vehicle for what is extraordinary for the divine. And this moment is a sacrament. No moment is ordinary. The man who wrote that book said, God reveals himself to every individual moment by moment. There is no moment when God is not present through suffering, through beauty, or through duty. How often I miss them, but I don't want to. One day at a time. And they come to you right now. Now, you will tell yourself, your mind will be tempted to tell you, no, there's something you've done in your past, or there's some way, no, one day at a time, this day. It is yours as a gift of grace. This is the day he made. You don't have to wait. Doesn't matter where you've been, who you are, what you've done, how old you are. I recently turned 64 and a group of good friends took me out golfing and they had a radio blasting songs from the past while we were golfing to help our swing thoughts. And no kidding, on the day that I was turning 64, one of the songs that came on was from the Beatles. If you're old enough, you'll remember it. Will you still want me? Will you still love me when I'm 64? And I remember I was seven years old when that song came out thinking, man, if I ever turn 64, just take me out and shoot me. But now I'm 64 and I don't want to be shot at all. Will you still love me? Will you still? Yes. Yeah. If you're four or 24, 44, 64, 104, this is the day the Lord has made. You do not have to be defeated by what's happened in your past. You don't have to be worried about what will take place in your future. God holds all of that this day. This is the sacrament of the present moment. This is the center of the life and love and cross of Jesus. Right here, right now, all through the day. Set your alarm a few times on your cell phone so that when it goes off, you can just take a pause and say, oh yes, God, right here, right now, right here, right now. One day at a time, this day, and then tomorrow will be a new day, and I'll see you then.